You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Chakras, episode 181. The greatest service I could be to my country is if I reduce myself to zero. The seven chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body, from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, action takers? AJ here, your friend, your host, and your fellow action taker. And you're tuned in to My 7 Chakras, where we believe that science and spirit go hand in hand and that good things are in store for humanity. This is one show where we believe that your ability to make a difference in the world is directly proportional to your ability to take action and that failure is your stepping stone to success. Action Tribe, before diving into today's interview, let's listen to our latest iTunes review. The review is by Stephanie, who writes, I love the My 7 Chakras podcast. It's inspiring and encouraging to hear each guest's journey to enlightenment, including their highest and lowest points in life and how they overcame to do so much good in their communities. AJ is such an eloquent speaker and attentive listener. Beautiful job. I've been sharing with friends and will continue to do so. So, Stephanie, thank you so much for your kind words. With every friend you share our show with, you are literally doing your part to make a change in this world and with each new person listening to our show our tribe gets bigger and bigger action tribe if you want your review to be read out as well make sure you share your views your thoughts and your experiences in the form of an itunes review if this is your first time don't worry writing a review is really really easy if you're on your podcast app on your iphone just hit reviews and then hit write a review you can also type in this link on your browser to directly jump onto the itunes review page. The link is my7chakras.com forward slash review. 
That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Again, you can write a review on Google Play Music as well as Stitcher Radio. Now, I know that you're busy, but remember that every review matters because with each review, we get better rankings that leads to more exposure, leading to more action takers, just like yourself listening to our show. So help me help you. And with that, we are now ready to bring you our featured guest for today, Christine Price. So Christine Are you ready to inspire? Absolutely, yes. Wonderful. So Christine Price is an integrative mental health practitioner with personal and professional healing experience. She has found genuine solutions through bridging the best that modern age science has to offer with the ancient traditions of Eastern medicine. So Christine, welcome to My 7 Chakras. Before moving on, take a few minutes and tell us a bit more about your story or maybe a fun fact. Well, fun fact. My name is Christine Price. The spelling of my name without an H in Christine is unique. It Googles well. And finally, there's a plus in a name that most people ask me to spell twice. So um, I am from Northern Utah, which is a good place for camping and hiking. It's really great for the outdoors. Um, in the summer, I you know go out in the sunshine. In the winter, it's a little overcast. But if you get up in the mountains, you can ski. And it's amazing snow here. Um, It's also a great place for raising families and growing real food, which I enjoy both. I I am an integrative mental health counselor. And so what, you know, more about what that means is I hold a regular license to practice mental health, but I love to teach about the power of a holistic solution, meaning the mind, body, and spirit integrated together. So I incorporate Eastern models of healing into the way I treat clients. For example, I use energy psychology, biofeedback, nutritional analysis, um, all as a way to assess the full picture of what a client presents. And I look at solutions that come from Eastern models of healing, such as balancing meridians and the chakras, of course, using technology of yoga and prescribing meditation rather than medication. Um, The powerful results I found with the integrative approach have led me to recently enroll in a doctorate program with Quantum University, and I am just bursting with knowledge and excitement about the science that supports everything that has so far come intuitively to me in the field of natural medicine. Wonderful. Thanks a lot for that uh, context and your background. Is it snowing right now in Utah? Well, there's snow outside. It's clear right now, Mm. but yeah, I can see the white (laughs) covering the ground. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. So before moving on, let's begin this show with a dose of inspiration. My question is, what is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that quote play out in your day-to-day life? So I've got, I, I run a list, you know, I have so many favorite quotes, but I thought an appropriate one for right now is just in the last month, I discovered one that I, I held to. Um, through the presidential election. So I was listening to Marianne Williamson, her audio Bridges of Transformation, but she actually quoted, the quote is actually from Gandhi, and it was very timely with, um, you know, the stress of, you know, the new president and what was going on politically. So I couldn't help it, but share it with everyone who followed me on Facebook and get it out there. So Gandhi was once asked, why don't you run for president of India? Wouldn't that be the greatest service you could be for your country? His response was, the greatest service I could be to my country is if I reduce myself to zero. So Marion Williamson goes on to explain that the ego mind tends to think we need to be full of ourselves. The truth is we need to be empty of ourselves in order to allow greatness 
to move through us. So obviously application-wise, I thought, oh, how wonderful it would be if, and how many might agree that, you know, how powerful it would be if our country's leaders and global leaders would use this approach. But I found I can really only apply it to myself. And so I attempt to use the zero-point meditation daily, and I have been using a specific type of meditation for the past year that has taught me that practice and allowed me to reach that zero point of, you know, nothing and everything. Mm-hmm. I love this quote. Not heard it before, but right, yeah. really, really wonderful quote. And uh, what really struck me when I heard was, is if I reduce myself to zero, right? It's so important to unlearn what has been indoctrinated inside of us and fed into our minds over all these years, especially through school, uh, before any, uh, learning any new idea or skill, right? And it's sort of like the story of emptying the teacup before you're able to fill it to the brim. Oh, yeah. So thanks a lot for sharing that wonderful and really insightful quote with us. And with that, let's begin. Uh, what inspired you to write uh, 10 ways to balance your brain chemistry. Oh, yes. Well, that's that was a process. Um, I had basically been taught... Well, let me go through my background a little bit. Sure. So I, I started graduate school in about 1999, and I discovered a lot about the chakras. And so I actually thought, maybe I'll share a little bit about that background and my CD, um, Chakra Balancing. So I was actually starting graduate school in 1999 when the world of energy was opened up to me as a very separate path. And my massage therapist friend, Linda Perks, invited me over one day and asked me if I would let her read my chakras. I was so curious. I proceeded to lie down, watch her hold a crystal over my head and throat and heart. And I could tell she was not making it spin. There was real energy and it became visible in that experience. So from there, I got a copy of Hands of Light by Barbara Ann Brennan and began to study this mysterious invisible world, which has become more known to me over the years. I explored the chakra reading with myself, anyone who was game. Soon I was shown various avenues to balance energy And by the time I finished my master's degree, I had really just started into the world of energy psychology. And so what I found is my formal... My formal training Mm -hmm. would sometimes leave me empty-handed at times. And there were a lot of cases that were just not textbook. And I've always been one to think outside the box anyway. So I felt like I had a much bigger world to work with by discovering this whole invisible realm of energy. Um, And my strongest inspiration in the process of learning was my own response to energy work. I specifically the power of imagery and meditation in balancing my own chakras. So eventually I brought together what I'd learned from Hands of Light and Carolyn Mace, therapeutic gemstones, properties, and visualization and affirmations. And then I created a chakra balancing CD. So that was one of the first things I published Mm -hmm. was actually this audio. I love audio. It's a great way to communicate and teach. So wonderful. Yeah. And then I, I do have more information on my book, I think later as we continue. Sure, sure. So you said that uh, you had your formal training, but sometimes that left you empty handed and you felt that there were some gaps that were missing. At the same time, you had the chakra experience with your friend and you noticed 
noticed and perceived and saw those subtle energies and that gave you confidence that yes there's something out there that I need to learn about and that's why you uh, went on this journey to learn about the eastern subtle energies uh, the chakras and the meridians and the nadis yes and uh, that way you were able to help people on a much a more effective basis, right? More complete, yeah. Because there is, mm-hmm. you know, we've got a body, but we've got this whole, you know, self that's that's invisible, more or less. You know, that's that's not seen yeah. with the, the physical eye. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. And I love that book uh, by Barbara Brennan, uh, Hands of Light, right? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Now, a quick question. As an integrative mental health therapist, what's your work like? Oh, so I actually, and so this kind of um, takes us back to the beginning, which I would say my practice actually began in the field of addictions in the early 90s. And what I loved about the mindset of substance abuse therapy is that there's always been this kind of open-mindedness towards spiritual solutions in that field since it began, Um, you know, with the whole idea of AA and a higher power and, and there wasn't a medical solution. And so they had to step outside that box. And I kept that way of thinking when I began my master's degree in 1999, despite spirituality being much less popular in the mental health field than it was in addictions, especially where I ended up. um, I was in the public sector as a school psychologist. And so I learned really quickly, I had to find a private avenue to teach and share what I was learning because there was so much, you know, it was protective around that study. And um, like I mentioned earlier, there was these two doors that opened in parallel to each other and this whole door to the eastern realm of healing opened up at the same time as that very western clinical door and um, so another part of my process is I was motivated to find answers for mental health because I had my own personal list of DSM criteria I I was professionally and self-diagnosed with a few conditions such as depression anxiety a thought disorder cyclothymia obsessive compulsive tendencies and complex PTSD. So I had a list and I worked through that for years, decades. Um, I knew from experience that the textbook answers could only go so far because of my own journey. And as that opened up to uh, holistic solutions, um, soon after I explored the chakras, I was introduced to emotional freedom technique. And so I've Mm. used that technique quite a bit, rapid eye therapy as well. And those things started to become critical parts of my own healing process and then my work with others. So, so I've, I've always been one to say, all right, I'm going to try it first. I'll be the guinea pig, you know, <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and experience it and, and really test it out. And I will use things for quite a while before I'll say, all right, that's, you know, that's going to be something I'll apply to my practice. And um, so for me, I trained in EMDR, which is a similar um, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. It's very similar to rapid eye, except a lot more clinical. But I've used that along with EFT in my practice. And then Mm -hmm. later in 2011, I was taking down the path of yoga, mindfulness, meditation, all those things became kind of more um, mainstream, actually, which was awesome. So I began immediately incorporating those tools into my practice. So I just, I have a very um, eclectic approach. And one day I, you know, I may jump around, I'll do some EFT, I'll do some EMDR, I'll do some mindfulness and meditation. And, you know, this is hour to hour. I'm kind of just feeling my way with each individual client to know what's their, you know, what's going to work for them that day or that, you know, for that person. And it's delightful. Really. I love, I love my work. Absolutely. Now you said that 
you integrate alternate approaches like dealing with the chakras into your clinical assessments. Is that correct? I do. I actually do that chakra reading like I shared my friend Linda okay. had done the massage therapist. And so I have a couch in my office rather than have people lay down and do, you know, deep psychotherapy. We we read chakras and, you know, I've just got this little chart. I and I, I look at the patterns and then I'll sit and it's like so revealing as to sometimes some real um, deeper issues and chronic, you know, chronic things going on. It'll let me know if it's, you know, for example, it might be an issue with um, the solar plexus. That's really common that especially with women, I see a lot of them that their solar plexus is still. And so their sense of self hasn't really blossomed. It hasn't um, expanded in their energy. And so we'll mm-hmm. work with self-esteem. We'll work with, you know, assertiveness so it's just interesting how I'll, I'll find that in one area and then I'll just bring right in something very traditional to also just kind of ground it, you know, to make it like, okay, now we've got a, a technique or a practice or a, an action step to work with. Got it. So how do you go about detecting their chakra energies? Do you use a pendulum dowser? I do. I have a, a crystal. It's a real pure um, lead crystal and okay. on a, you know, on a chain. And just, I just let that energy move the crystal and then I just kind of record the pattern that shows up. So if you're familiar with Hands of Light, it's got this awesome chart. It's, you know, that poor book is just bent mm-hmm. <laughs> right open at that spot. And I, and I'll look at, you know, if it, there's a split, if there's a change process going on, if it's a reversal, you know, it's just fascinating to see you know, what'll show up. So I'm sure people listening to the show, people who are new to chakras are really confused right now about (laughs) what is this pendulum and, you know, why is it moving and what is influencing that movement? I know we don't have all the time, but could you give us an overview of what exactly you're talking about here? Yes, an overview. So what happens is there's a wheel of energy that stems from the center, from the the body, I guess, so to speak, or the interface of the body and and the energetic field. And there's seven of those. Obviously, you're you know, shows based on that. And so it, it spans out. So it's kind of like a funnel in a kind of reverse direction. So the, out, the bigger side of the funnel is out further from the body and the smaller is towards inside, you know, in the closer to the body. And, and so if you hold, you know, something that has a little bit of density, but it's very pure, I like the idea of a very pure crystal because it just mm-hmm. responds well to that energy. And you just hold it still, but then the energy of the chakra will start to move that pendulum that um, in a direction. And the direction it moves in determines a lot of information about that person's chakra and the energy and every, you know, it's like a, you know, Carolyn Mace calls it kind of like your software, your computer mm. for that center. And so there's just a, just a whole lot of information about the body, organs, um, emotional types of things, psychological types of things, relationship patterns, you know, just a lot of information with that. Beautiful. And so the chart really shows you, depending on what direction that pendulum is moving, uh, what condition the person is in, right? Yeah, what condition that chakra, that software, so to speak, program is in specifically. Mm -hmm. So back to the solar plexus, that is a center for self. So it talks about, you know, basically it, it gives information about the person's sense of self, um, their ego, as far as, you know, their personal um, self-esteem, that type of thing. Right. And then you sort of recommend some uh, actions, some some work, some inner work based on what you notice. Is that correct? Yes. 
Yeah. And a lot of it's intuitive, you know, just kind of picking yeah. up on the, and knowing that person and their whole picture, really, you know, knowing their relationships, their, their childhood history, their um, social dynamics, you know, a lot of those things all fit together. Right. So thanks a lot for providing us that uh, overview. Now, how does guided imagery help with chakra balancing? Because I think that's something you do as well, right? Correct. Yes. So the guided imagery is um, with a lot of intention, you know, you set an intention and you can visualize that chakra energy and you can actually picture it moving in the clockwise direction. So if someone were to stand outside of you and look at you, you'd they would, if they saw a clock turning, so as I stand over someone, for example, and see my pendulum, if it goes in a clockwise direction, that's an indication that it's a healthy, balanced chakra. Mm-hmm. It's about a four inch to six inch span of um, space that it'll cover. And if that's the case, then that's balanced. But if it's not the case, then sometimes you can use your own intention to visualize that shift in pattern, you know, the, the change in the movement. And then I, like I said, I applied gemstones with that. So if you were to also set an intention or use an actual gemstone, these seven chakras have seven colors and relate to different gemstones. And so, you know, with each of those, you can actually bring in an even stronger element to create the balance, you know, even if it's just the color. So yellow is the color for that solar plexus, for example. Mm -hmm. So you spoke about the relationship between gemstones and the chakras, right? So what is it in these gemstones that really sort of affects or influences the chakras? I wish I could say exactly. It's just, there's, you can feel it. People who are very Mm. sensitive, Yeah. um, you can hold a gemstone in your left hand. Um, For example, one I've tried a lot is amethyst, which is a purple. Um, I'll have people whose crown chakra is a little sluggish or um, still maybe. And we put an amethyst in their left hand, left absorbs and receives more. And just setting that intention with that and visualize maybe the that lavender, purple, violet, I guess it is, um, color, ultraviolet, I guess, if you're looking at light spectrum is really what we're, we're aiming for. And and just bring that in. And I use breathing quite a bit with mm-hmm. this work as well. So you're, you know, with this intentional breathing and receiving, um, a lot of times that chakra will just start to bounce. You can see it actually change. That pendulum will actually start to adjust in that process sometimes as we watch that happen. Beautiful. Now you said left absorbs and receives better. So does that change with the person being left-handed or right-handed? I haven't completely found an answer to that one. It's, you know, okay. it definitely... It's, in fact, sometimes I'll, I'll wonder if people um, have, and it's very rare, but sometimes people will have a, a reverse chakra, but it seems like it's balanced. So everyone's, mm. I don't know. So there's not, you know, we're not always on 100%, you know, fit into this model with things. But oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it could vary on occasion. So yeah, yeah. I love, I love crystals myself, uh, particularly polished crystals. And I have a pocket crystal, which I carry around all the time. And uh, I like the rose quartz. Uh, I think it's really, yes. really powerful and effective. And as soon as I put the crystal in my pocket, I feel my uh, biofield changing. I yeah, can you can detect feel it. it and yeah. perceive it. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, yeah, I can feel it. So yeah, it's, I know it's really powerful. Uh, now, my question is, can you feel chakra energies when you place your hand in front of, you know, each of the seven energy centers? So I haven't used a hands approach. And part okay. of that is my training because I'm not trained as a, like a massage therapist or in Reiki or anything. And, okay. and I, I like to give a client kind of more that um, separateness from my field and their field. 
So that's just kind of how I do it. And I know that other people really like Reiki and, and different um, connected sorts of interventions. Yeah. But I like the idea of the meditation and the visualization because that puts it all back on the client to be able to create that themselves. And, and since that also, I like to be able to help them find that. It's just hard to have some, have to know what your own chakras are doing. So it does really help to have that visual and that other person giving feedback. But I had this muscle testing which is also interesting yeah. to get a sense of the if it's in balance or not. Okay, okay. So for our audience, what exactly is muscle testing? So that's based on kinesiology and it is a uh basically an innate response that the body energy, you know, is kind of a combined force will respond. So I use the sway technique and so I'll just stand, I'll root my feet on the ground and then mm-hmm. just allow my body to sway, kind of pivot at the ankles forward or backward. And when I say the word yes, my body just naturally falls forward slightly. If I say the word no, my body just naturally, you know, rocks backward slightly. And so when wow. you uh, put something up, you know, and I learned this with the solar plexus, it's nice if that's energy's working, right? So um, put maybe a bottle of vitamins or, or even just intend a question and then, and ask that clearly. And then the response will be yes or no. A lot of times, you know, you'll get that clear. Uh, it takes a while. I, I found I've worked with it for almost well, over 15 years, almost 20 years maybe that I've been working with muscle testing and it's a refining process. And so at yeah. first it was definitely not always hundred percent, but you know, and even now, you know, I, I, I have to go to zero <laughs> yeah. and you know, as long as I do that, a lot of times it, it's very accurate. So wonderful. So it's it's worked for you basically. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it's very effective to to give me answers. And so so that's another way of kind of testing if you know if if you were to say put your your finger on your third eye and yeah. notice if your body moves forward or backward, that would give you an indication as to whether it's in balance or not. So forward that's tends wonderful. to be yeah, the positive energy. You know what? I need to dive deeper into that particular topic uh, because I've seen uh, a couple of people, you know, doing this test on stage as well, but I haven't really been able to dive deeper. And since you've mentioned it, that's exactly what I'm going to do today. Now, one question I have is you speak about the back chakras. Is that correct? What exactly are they? Yeah, the back chakras, there's another five chakras. So basically the crown and root are just the crown and root, but Mm -hmm. of the second through the sixth chakras, we have a, a front and a back. And so Barbara mm-hmm. Ann Brennan goes into detail with those. But an example, when I talked about that solar plexus, for example, the front of the solar plexus is more about the psychological self. The back of the right. solar plexus is more about the physical self. So it's the relationship with the physical body. So when people have a, a bit of body hatred or you know some part of them isn't acceptable, that back chakra of the of that would be the third chakra, a lot of times is out of balance. Mm-hmm. So that's just one example. But but there's different information in the back chakras. Absolutely. So that, that really provides some uh, perspective, right? You said the front chakras are more psychological and the back are more physical. Well, of that chakra, each one is different. Um, oh, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just kind of interesting to look at. Well, actually, I think it would be kind of consistent that way. I hadn't looked at it. But for example, with the third eye, the front is, you know, that visualization, the power to create. And then the back is putting it into the physical world is the power to manifest and make it happen. So it is, 
I'd have to look at that, but I think it is pretty consistent that way. Sure, sure, sure. So uh, you spoke about uh, gemstones, which I think are really beautiful, right? A lot of people get them because they're so beautiful and they come in so many different colors. Now, one question that people might have is that I want to get these beautiful gemstones or crystals, but how do I decide which one is good for me? Is there a good and bad as well? Like, you know, sometimes energies work for you. Sometimes they work, you know, not in your favor. I haven't had too much with the negative, um, but I think there's something, you know, to understanding them. And again, I would use muscle testing, for example. And I, I, I really like gemosphere.com. Gemosphere.com. They have an amazing catalog and, and just the catalog can shift your energy. I'm sure they probably wouldn't appreciate me saying that, but, <laughs> but of course <laughs> I've bought a lot of gemstones from them as well. But the power of just their photography and the energy that comes off the page, a lot of times you can get a sense of where, you know, what you're drawn to and, and reading through it, they're very specific about what their, the therapeutic properties of their gemstones are. Um, their website's great, but I highly recommend getting a catalog and just feeling it, you know, having a little bit more of a tangible connection to that. So, and then of course, going into stories that the thing I like about Gemsphere is they, with every gemstone they send or their, you know, every uh, necklace or whatever you call them, they, they send a care uh, process with it, you know, and they talk about how to care for them. But gemstone, the problem with gemstones is if they're not purified if they're not clear because they do absorb mm-hmm. energy. So there's different ways to clear a gemstone. One of my favorites is carnelian. So carnelian works with the sec- the second chakra. It's an orange color and it's fun to work with, but the carnelian has a specific, um, I guess, care process where you, you run it under hot water and then you alternate with cold water. So you do hot, cold, hot, cold, and end with hot. And then you also can okay. put it out in the sunshine. But if you do that, it clears everything that it may have absorbed and then it becomes more positive, more um, therapeutic. So I think that's the main thing I've seen with gemstones is that they can absorb negative energy and you, you need to make sure to clear it back out. So is this something you do right after you purchase that crystal or is it something you do from time to time, maybe once in a month or once in oh, two yeah. months? Once a month is great. Um, definitely if you purchase it from somewhere that's not um, setting that intention with the therapeutic aspects, you'd, you'd want to do a really thorough cleaning. Um, Sphere yeah. <laughs> does that kind of, but it goes through the mail and who knows and, you know, so yeah, you do it and when you get it and then you continue. And if you use it with somebody else, you'd always want to use it after that other person has contact with it. Sure. Now, let's go back in time now uh, to the first day that you ever came across, you know, the concept of chakras. Do you remember that day? Yes. That was my story with Linda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And she, yeah. So she she had me basically get in touch with that. And it wasn't something that I had really, well, actually, I would say maybe a few months before that, I found a book or an article. And this was before the internet was huge, you know, so it was kind of happenstance that I, ran, I came across it. And it was before I'd even started my um, training and my master's program. And I remember mm-hmm. reading through it and thinking, hmm, <laughs> you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And not being really sure about it. But but it was one of those things that definitely piqued my interest. And so I, w- I became more open, I guess, at that point to just say, well, maybe. And I've allowed things to come to me, I think, quite a bit rather than mm-hmm. going out there and, you know, taking a real left brain approach. I've just kind of allowed it in to just find it, you know, to attract it. That is really interesting. So you first 
came across an article and that sort of planted that idea in your mind and you said maybe if it comes in front of you if an opportunity does arise you might consider taking it and it so happened that your friend reached out to you uh, about this therapy is that correct that's how it happened well yeah and it was you know there was were two separate incidents but i believe they occurred within months of each other at least so yeah so i was just kind of i guess open first and then the invitation came and i accepted it and and that same process worked quite a bit with um you mentioned my book the 10 ways to balance your brain chemistry and that came earlier that was when i was in the substance abuse field i started to become open to the idea that there was something other than medication that could treat and heal people and I just became open to the idea that it could be nutritional. And then those things came to me very, you know, very clearly. And they worked with my own life as well as other people that I've worked with. So I've used that process, I think, consistently to just kind of allow things in and just be aware and, you know, attentive to what showing up to teach Mm -hmm. me and take me to the next step. So there you go, Action Tribe. Firstly, you're doing an amazing job by becoming more and more aware of some of the new techniques and new ideas that are out there that can help you change your life by actually listening to this podcast. But other than that, just, you know, keep your eyes and ears open to articles, uh, snippets, or conversations that people might be having about these really fascinating techniques, because you never know what opportunity you might have to actually experience, you know, things like chakra balancing or Reiki, or maybe yoga, if you haven't tried it out, or Qigong, because that one interaction can actually change your life. So, Christine, based on what you've shared today, what is that one health tip that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Okay, well, in studying this for years, I think my main health tip would be to pay attention to your gut and to what you eat. Um, so, I, like I said, I studied brain chemistry for 20 years. I've been looking at all of this, you know, from back when I was doing substance abuse, I'm looking at what's going on with that. And people were self-medicating, you know, is really what I found. Um, I even wrote a book on what I learned about how much influence we have over our internal chemistry without reaching outside of ourselves, you know. So that's basically what that that book is about, is that um, we can use self-discipline, you know, um, self-awareness to find some of those real solutions. But I played around with supplements quite a bit, and um, and that's there's value in that. But I think it's really all about our diet, you know, what it comes down to. They say the gut is known as the second brain and science is finding that it is more critical to chemical balance than actually the brain is. So, so what that means in relation to diet, um, I found protein is, is, is really important since amino acids are the building blocks for the neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and endorphins. So eating clean proteins every few hours can give you the building blocks you need. And then fruits and vegetables, especially those with color, are good. So um, that's when you think about, you know, you want to do fruits and vegetables instead of sugar and refined carbohydrates, which is the white stuff. You know, they're the bad news to the gut. But if you think about the chakras, there's a whole rainbow of color in our energetic makeup. And a fun challenge is see if you can eat something from every color of that light spectrum in a day. So, right, we've got red in our root chakra, the tomatoes, the beets, orange, is the pumpkin or, you know, in that second chakra, um, this time of year, there's a lot of, you know, orange squash, that type of thing out there. Yellow, that third chakra, you can find yellow in bananas and, you know, in other yellow vegetables. Green, that's our heart chakra color. And you can find that in spinach, kiwis. 
So I love green smoothies. They are like super fuel to the body and combining some things together, um, you know, in regards to fruits and vegetables and that is amazing. Foods hold a really high, hold an important frequency. And the higher the frequency, the food coincides with more positive moods and healthier lifestyles. So a higher frequency in us as well. So Action Tribe, to access the show notes for today's episode, visit our website, my7chakras.com forward slash 181. That's my7chakras.com forward slash 181. Accept challenges that you may feel the exhilaration of victory. This is an amazing quote by George Patton. Action Drive, no matter what challenge you're facing in your life right now. And yes, I know that there is a challenge. Everyone has one or two of them. But no matter what the challenge is, say this to yourself right now. I accept this challenge. Once again, I accept this challenge. And try saying it again. I accept this challenge. So how does it feel? It feels powerful. You see, the word accept is powerful because it assumes that the power is in you because the power truly is deep within you. And when you make that shift in mindset, when you appreciate what you already have, when you experience that new perspective and accept that which has come into your life, your life takes on a brand new and powerful meaning. And you begin to feel a surge of energy that you haven't felt before. You feel an exhilaration, like George Patton mentioned, that you haven't felt before. Has that challenge disappeared? No. But you now realize that the challenge is just a stepping stone to success. So Christine, tell us a story about a time when you experienced a major challenge. How did you enter that situation? And then what steps did you take to come out of it? Well, I have, like I said, been, well, I would say blessed with some challenges. Um, I've realized that after decades of struggle after struggle in, in my own mental health and health, that what I've been through is just as monumental as my as the resulting personal and spiritual growth from that. They go hand in hand. So if I were to pick one area of my life that's gotten the most attention for growing pains, um, it's actually relationships. So I've experienced some deep emotional pain, frustration, loss. Um, I've gone through a divorce. But it's interesting, and it is interesting how much another person's energy affects ours. So I know that a lot of people listening are probably very sensitive, you know, as you express, to energy. And when someone else's energy is off or difficult, it can cause our own energy to plummet. So in fact, we can, our own, ours can collapse when we are, you know, thrown with something negative or um, some negative energy comes at us. So quite often when we're feeling attacked or unsafe with energy around us, like in a relationship, it throws the chakras out of balance. And the ones that tend to get thrown off the most are the second and third chakras, that sacral, which is our our center for intimacy and our inner child and our solar plexus, which is that center for self. So those relate to that upper and lower gut. And what I found really interesting is that my own um, relationship issues have also been tied very closely to gut issues for myself. So I have a sensitivity to grains. I don't tolerate gluten. I have some IBS issues, um, gut hyperpermeability, low stomach acid. And it's really interesting. I've been wanting to research more how these two go together. But I have found that there are solutions that address both. So I have a vision board. I put on it the statement, my digestive system is healed. And I also had on my vision board a picture of a loving relationship with my current husband. Little did I know they, those two were completely connected. But as you know, when you combine the power of, law, of the law of attraction with a tool that accesses the subconscious, like a vision board, amazing things can happen. So in a seven-day period, everything lined up for me to resolve this. I was prompted to buy a book on healing the gut called Clean Gut. I started the diet on the day I got the book. 
I discovered something in the book I hadn't heard of before that was causing my IBS by the name of SIBO. I quickly found more education on SIBO, how to identify it and treat it. And the part I'm still amazed by is that I had a client call me that week and request a supplement that she couldn't get without a practitioner license. So I got an account with Systemic Formulas and somehow I discovered they carried a supplement that treated SIBO naturally. So I got that. Um, Usually it requires hefty antibiotics, but this was a natural version of it. So all this happened in less than a week. At the end of the week, I was at a Kundalini yoga class and I experienced what I have learned is referred to as Kundalini rising. It was a profound moment. It all came together. And so the picture of my immediate before and after is on the way to my Kundalini class, I was battling with that inner negativity towards my husband. I was complaining in my mind. (laughs) I couldn't seem to shift the energy. The poor guy is kind of used to it. He just avoids me when I'm in that mode. But after this profound moment, I can say that not only did my physical symptoms subside, but my relationship with my husband was completely transformed. So it's, it's amazing how all this works together and the things that can show up for healing that come from our challenges. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. As you look back in just one sentence, what is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners today? It is, I think the personal power of synergy, because when we combine our, you know, our physical and our spiritual and our mental and our emotional, everything can shift. I think that's powerful. Thanks a lot for sharing your story. You said that one of the largest areas of growth in your life has been to deal with the pain that you experienced, particularly with relationships and of going through a divorce. And at that point, uh, you, you spoke about your energy feeling a bit low, you know, you were exhausted and you felt unsafe at a certain point and overall unbalanced, right? And then you realized that you had to focus more on your sacral chakra and that was the chakra that need, needed the most healing. Uh, and also you realized that you had uh, challenges with uh, your gut health, right? Yeah. And so you decided to focus on your digestive systems and moreover, you decided to put on a vision board because uh, you wanted to attract those energies you want to attract that life instead of just you know randomly taking action so uh when you when you put that board that really worked for you because you were able to envision not only your gut health but also your relationship with your husband and as a result of that board you began taking even more action you began reading and coming across new books and new ideas and people reached out to you and you mentioned that you had a kundalini awakening or a kundalini rising as well so i think that's really really inspiring and it speaks to the power of envisioning something deep within uh, even if you don't know how that is going to happen but this you know using like something like a vision board so that you resonate each and every day with that vibration and you know lo and behold you have that thing coming into your life and so you really shared with us the power of uh, of synergy and of uh, knowing that everything is connected right in your case the physical symptoms were connected to your relationships and overall to your energy uh, of the sacral chakra at that point in time so thanks a lot for sharing that with us i think uh, vision board is really really powerful in fact just a couple of weeks back i put on my new vision board in fact two vision boards because i did not have space in one of them But uh, I think it's uh, having a great impact in my life as well. I think it's really powerful. And I encourage all the listeners to put on their vision boards as soon as possible. So thanks for sharing. Now, Action Tribe, if you're listening to the show right now, it means that you want to find your life's purpose or your calling. You want to find out your reason for being here on this earth. And for that, I applaud you. It's not easy to embark on this magnificent journey that you're on. And I'm sure you've made or you're planning to make uh, certain sacrifices along the way to find your calling and to make a difference in the world. Now, as 
as you stare into the horizon looking for signs and nudges that might suggest what your life purpose is remember this one key idea that sign may not be huge that sign may not be really far away and the sign may not be loud in fact the sign might be right underneath your nose all this while and maybe you never noticed it so action taker take some time to notice everything about your life right now i think that's the theme that we're experiencing today notice your breathing your heartbeat your thoughts your memories and your childhood because as robert brought once said there is a purpose in our lives that each day tugs at our sleeve as an annoying distraction so christine at this point in time what is your life's calling wow that's it's difficult to summarize as one calling <laughs> but i would <laughs> say it's to raise my own personal frequency and to be a guide to others in raising their vibration. And I can say I am in a fabulous frequency in most every area of my life. I love it. I have a lifestyle of abundance. I enjoy positive mental health. That's who I am now. I've experienced miracle after miracle along the way. Um, about 10 years ago, I was given a map that was a total gift showing me where I'd been and where I was going. Essentially, it depicted lifestyles and frequencies. And I saw how I had moved out of lower frequencies into much higher ones. And I saw a glimpse of what I was moving towards. And from then, I've been been very grateful for the journey. I feel blessed to be part of the frequencies rising in the lives of those I work with and the ripples I see extending out. And yeah, it's just, that's powerful. I don't know if you're familiar with Power Versus Force or um, Dr. Hawkins, but he talks a lot about frequencies and it's been valuable, valuable information to see that, I guess, in a quantitative way. Absolutely. I've not come across that particular author but since you mentioned it i will go and read more Check about him yes <laughs> yeah 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 right i truly believe in the power of uh of, of frequency and of raising a vibration using practices like meditation yoga qigong because once your vibration increases uh not only are you able to do much more but then you resonate with the vibration of the universe and you automatically attract uh things people and experiences to your life. So thanks a lot for sharing. Now, uh was there ever a defining moment in your life that really changed things for you? There have been a few, but um as far as like finding this calling, um I I mentioned I had a little obsession problems with some of my mental health stuff and I was really workaholic a few years ago. Um I had some anxiety about always having to do more and do more and and I had such a deep empathy with those who were struggling. I felt compelled to reach more people, do more to help those who suffered. But I wasn't fully healed at this point in my process. And so it ended up being more of a problem for me. It affected my family. Um, those relationship issues I mentioned, and it didn't help with that. It affected my health. I mentioned my gut issues. It all was problematic at that point a few years ago. But it all came together in a bad way. In early 2014, I was planning this really large conference on integrative mental health, burning the mm -hmm. candle on both ends. Um, it was after midnight when my body, and it was like this little voice from my poor second and short third chakra said, we need to go to bed. And I told it, no, just a few more minutes. <laughs> I was almost done. <laughs> but but um, I also also grabbed something to eat, and I'd been up so long that my gut was not in a phase to, to digest, and I had a major allergic reaction to what I ate. I went unconscious, and I was actually out for about uh, over an hour, and it was during that time that that was my defining moment where I was in a practical coma. I went to a place of absolute nothing. Um, I'd heard of the zero-point field, and but I hadn't ever been 
to something like that. And that was a moment in my life where I couldn't pull out. I couldn't um, raise myself out of this nothing. And so when I did finally come to, and I, and I, you know, it was like, you know, one of those times in your life, almost like a near death, I think that some people talk about, but I didn't go to the light. I went to this nothing and, um, and I came out of it and I realized that, that nothing was basically calling to me to come to be still and to just find that in a regular routine rather than force myself to collapse, you know, to, so I could be still. So from that point mm-hmm. on, I just realized I had to choose to be still and to go to that zero point as a place of refuge so that my body could heal on a daily basis. And, and so it's be you know, my calling evolved with that because I started teaching meditation after that. I started really using meditation after that. And, and it, it, things started to come together where my healing became more complete and I was able to work with people in a more complete way, I think, after that point. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. And with that, we've arrived at the very last round for today, the wisdom round. This round has four questions, uh, which is basically in a rapid fire style so that our listeners can take notes and take action. So, Christine, what is the best advice that someone's ever given you? Okay, I had the absolute privilege of being taught by a former Buddhist monk, Nithya Shanti. He filled me with advice. Um, it would make a fabulous book one day, so stay tuned. <laughs> but the most powerful advice I think I learned from him and live by is there is truly nothing to fear. Fear is not real. Love is. Name a personal habit that keeps you going. Uh, to stop and meditate. At first, I scheduled meditation, but using the state of mindfulness as a continual way of life works best. So, Christine, what is your morning routine like? Well, I have variety, but my best days include an hour of kundalini yoga. And especially this time of year, I enjoy gratitude writing. I also make sure to spend some time in zero meditation before I get caught up in the doings of the day. Name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. So, I have actually in my gratitude journal, I have a page where I list 20 authors and I'm grateful for so many it's hard to narrow it down to one book, but I mentioned vibrational frequencies and I'm very grateful for books by David Hawkins, such as Power Versus Force. Sure, we'll have that link up in the show notes. Action Tribe, I know how much you love our book recommendations and I know that many of you purchase these books as soon as you hear them shared on our show. That's why Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial so that you can get to check out their amazing service. Now, Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, or Kindle, including bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda, and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash MSC. Once again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash MSC. Now, the spelling of Audible is A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash MSC. MSC. So Christine, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you on our show. Before you go, tell us one thing that you are grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you. I am so grateful for the integration of science and spirituality. I'm so glad you mentioned that in the introduction of your show. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. And the best way to find me, like I mentioned, my name is without an H in Christine, but it's christineprice.com. So it's C-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-P-R-I-C-E.com. Awesome. We'll have your link up in the show notes. There are people who directly go to our website can also click the link and learn more about your service and your story. So Christine, thank you so much for coming on our show once again. 
talking to us about our magnificent chakras and taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you. This has been an awesome opportunity. Thank you. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.